90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. We are back. Hey, Kel, Adam, how are you guys doing? Bonsoir, ladies. Great evening <laughs> to you. Are you trying to put the moves on us, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of French never hurt anybody. Remember, we don't bet for that team. Neither do I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a futile attempt, man. That would be interesting. But you know what? If you want to practice some moves on us, you can. Yeah. All right. I'll give it a try next time. <laughs> Maybe a little um, more sassy pants with your bonsoir, ladies. Bonsoir, ladies. How are you there doing? There we go. How are you doing? Oh, my God. I'm, I'm hot under the collar already. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's getting hot in here. Ooh, what's Ooh. going on? Jamie probably drove his truck off the side of the road. Hey, Jamie. <laughs> hey, Jamie. Hands on the wheel, man. Um, did you know that since we commenced season nine of this fair podcast that we are into uh, our 40s now? This will be show uh, or episode 41, I yes. think. Yes. It's been a busy season. It's when we start lying about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode 39 forever. That's perfect. <laughs> My mom just turned 39 again two weeks ago, so everything's great. Once you get good at an age, you just stay at that age. Yep. That's true. My aunt also stayed at 39, but then when like her nieces and nephews started hitting 39, she's like, I guess I better bump it up 10 years. <laughs> Just like, 10, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was the fun aunt who was 10. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we have uh, lots of Brit news on the show this time around. You know that? Because, uh, yeah. So I should say, yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's Australian. Sorry, I don't want to confuse the listeners. Um, Bloody hell. Uh, <laughs> Do I, I think... call you bruv now? <laughs> Brava. You're right. Uh, there we are. Yeah, well, you know what? We've got word on uh, the return to studio in honor of a lost brother for one very influential band from our favorite decade. We're also going to tell you which band is closing a six-year gap since their last album. And uh, since we're talking numbers, we're going to tell you which band would uh, want $100 million to get back together. <laughs> I tried to say it with a straight face. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> $100 million. And of course, Kelly's trivia. How are we doing there, Kel? 28 to 14. Yeah. Right. Uh, I am double Adam's age and score. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Let's see how you can do this, Adam, this week. Thank you very much. Lo- looking forward to it. <laughs> Good luck, brava. <laughs> um, you know what? Did you guys watch the Billboard Awards the other night? I missed I, it. I did. I, although I I went to bed fairly early because I had to get up at uh, like three thirty, but uh, so I, if you're saying Duran Duran, I missed that. Uh, well, it's available on the internet. I'll have to go back and look that <laughs> up then. <laughs> Scroll through the internet pages and you'll find that Duran Duran killed on the Billboard Music Awards the other night. Uh, sidebar: So did Pink and her daughter and her band, for that matter. Uh, but her I daughter have... should be in Cirque du Soleil. Well, yeah. Well, that's their thing, right? She's been, uh, ever since, uh, even before Pink's tour, uh, mm-hmm. or in between those two tours when she first started flying around, um, uh, uh, Willow had uh, been interested in rock climbing, and she was very monkey-like, you know, just climbing on everything. And so uh, when it came time for her to be a little bit older and to experience that harness thing that Pink, f- Pink uses to fly around all the stadiums and arenas that she plays, uh, Willow has also done that <laughs> which is just she's like, bonkers she's like nine or ten yeah yeah and and obviously uh confident in front of a crowd you know and yeah. I ju- it was just so cool because we had watched the uh, documentary 
uh, a couple of nights earlier. So the whole content of it was super fresh to us. And as huge fans, we were just really happy to see that uh, come to be because it was just magical. And I think that Pink has been pretty vocal about missing her band as all the artists that we know and love um, miss playing, miss you know, being with their peeps, me missed, you know, the whole vibe of touring and, and gelling as artists and stuff. So it was neat to see all of them kind of back in their zone that they're really good at being in. So that was cool. But uh, back to Duran Duran, closing the show with uh, yeah, a little bit of a medley and a new song in there. And they've announced their new album, right? Future Past or Past Future. Which one? <laughs> Could be either. And maybe that's the point. I know it's October 22nd. Today? No, that it's coming out. <laughs> it's funny. I actually did a, I did a, my, my Tunes Day feature that I do. It's Future Past, by the way. I just double checked that. Um, and I happened to say, I'm like, the album is uh, Therapy July 23rd. So the host was like, that's the name of the album? I'm like, no, it's Therapy. And it's coming out on July 23rd. <laughs> Because he was concerned. He's like, that's a very specific date to need therapy about. I was like, I guess. <laughs> so. uh, well, Duran Duran seems in fine form. They performed really well. And uh, and I remember we were talking on the show. I'm not sure if it was last show or the show before that, but that they referred to this as being a bit of a departure from what we're used to. But uh, from what I heard, it just it, it sonically made complete sense. Well, they're working with Mark Ronson, uh, one of the producers. And as we know, Mark Ronson is like, rock star amazing like he has created some of the best uh pop songs out there over the last like, what 10 15 years now mm-hmm. um including i believe uptown funk right with bruno yeah, yeah. So, totally. and then he did a bunch with uh amy winehouse and yep. just like the list keeps going right so i can i can only imagine because apparently there's a a banger that's on the way oh like not a, a banger a, a club banger fantastic so yeah. <laughs> that was like noel gallagher right there very good. And nice uh, segue, because we're going to talk about Noel Gallagher uh, in a little bit. So what was the date on Duran Duran again? Is it July? October 22nd. October. And right. it's Future Past is the name of the album. Fantastic. Well, we'll look forward to that. Honestly, it sounded really good. And of course, when they do like um, uh, the old stuff, they're great at that. Like, Oh, yeah. They're And they're again, awesome. well, I'm, I, I, I'm pretty sure that John Taylor looked at me through the TV <laughs> again, so... We connected. <laughs> of course you did. Of course we did. I have did. no doubt. I have no doubt. Uh, do you want to see if Adam can get uh, closer than being, uh, you know, half my score? Let's get <laughs> it over Adam. with. Let's get it over with. <laughs> 90s. <laughs> now. Trivia. Bing bong. Bing bong. And I'm only being, uh, you know, coy or, or mean, whichever, uh, because <laughs> of that age crack from uh, last show. All right, I'll never do it right. again. I promise. Okay, Didn't you say it twice, though, Adam? Yes, yeah, I think I did. Twice? Yep. He meant it both times. <laughs> That's why I'll is never because, do it again. Is that because <laughs> your main language is French and you don't really realize the severity of calling Sharon an old lady? Probably, yes. I'll take that, I'll take that answer. I will, I will find you. Because it's pretty bad, Adam, old lady. <laughs> Not the best. Uh, All right, so 2814, Sharon's favor. Uh, this is actually going to be a little off the charts, so we'll see what happens here. Ooh. In Star Trek, The Next Generation, what was the name of the android played by Brent Spinner? Name the character. Ugh. C-3PO. No. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't Sorry, even, didn't I didn't even use my through. buzzer. 
Yeah, there was no buzzer. I, you know uh, what, so, Kelly? You were reading the question. Adam and I were really thinking it through going, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, so so uh, Sharon gave a guess. Adam's not even giving one. Come on, Adam. Come up with one of your famous names that you whip out there. Uh, Wiggly Boo. <laughs> Ooh, that could be it. <laughs> or Data. Oh, oh, damn it. Of course it's Data. Did they pronounce it Data or Data? I, don't, I think data. it's Data, right? Data. How yeah. could we miss that? Exactly. Well, you did. So there we are. It's <laughs> embarrassing. Uh, all right. Question Ugh. number two. Uh, how many new Intel Pentium processor chips were released in the 90s? In the 90s. Yeah. So Sharon. how many new Intel Pentium processor chips were released in the 90s? So just a quick, like this is not, you know... 2000 you know what i mean like it's not a huge are you saying like versions uh, yeah well i guess there was x amount of ones that were released over the course of the decade okay so, so released not sold right yeah yeah released like uh, like i guess like on the platform okay how got many? it i'll sharon. go with oh okay you go, go ahead sharon because i didn't hear your buzzer there punk. you go ahead you go ahead um did you call him chipmunk <laughs> i called him punk oh i heard chipmunk <laughs> i like chipmunk better it kind of fits, Adam, because you're little. Anyways, put on the, put on the brakes, Chippy. Um, I'm going to go with uh, five. Sharon! Go, girl. You got it. Adam, what number were you going to say? I was going to say three. Why do you sound like a robot? Because you told me I'm a chipmunk. I wanted to prove <laughs> oh. I'm not a chipmunk. You're making me nervous now. Oh my God, I feel like the tax man's coming. Anyways. <laughs> All right, uh, back Sharon... to normal. I'm here. <laughs> oh my God, that was awesome. That was super scary. That was like Darth Vader. Um, <laughs> 29-14. Thanks, Adam, for sound effects. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Impressive and scary. Yeah. Um, it sounded like we were being uh, accosted by like some sort of professional. <laughs> this is not a joke. Yeah. Are you, you sure? know when you're like watching TV and then that that um, buzzer comes on, they're like, "This is a system test for the yeah. month." I'm like, "This is bl- making my ears bleed." Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, do you that's how they get you to pay attention with a chipmunk? Yeah, exactly. <gasps> this is oh. Adam the chipmunk. Hi, lady. There we are. Oh, I like that better. <laughs> He's cuter. Yeah, that's cool, Adam. <laughs> that's you, all you I got. It. Okay, bye. I think you should keep that the whole show. <laughs> do you hear him? Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> What's the next topic, ladies? Let's carry on the show. Oh, I like it. Okay, so Kelly mentioned Noel Gallagher, and (laughs) uh, basically there's a a couple of things happening here. First of all, he recently admitted that the first solo album for Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds was actually intended to be an Oasis album, but it was probably a little bit too much over here for the members of Oasis who like to be over here. Um, And I guess... The gist of it is that, you know, Noel Gallagher was interested in sort of experimenting a little bit, looking for different sounds and wanting to grow in a creative way. But he talks about bonehead and Gwigsy, (laughs) 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 which is awesome because all we ever talk about are are Noel and Liam Gallagher. So it's nice that bonehead and Gwigsy are getting their due, (laughs) the other guitar player and the bass player, respectively, and how they may have been less interested in straying away from what they'd always done. And maybe that's why they quit back then yeah uh so that's kind of interesting because that first album obviously i find both of the solo efforts of of uh, noel and liam sound oasis like for obvious reasons noel having written most of you know if not all of uh what we know from oasis and liam having sung 
you know, the better part of what they released. So uh, what I found also interesting is a couple of things. One of the things that he said in the article that we read uh, in an interview with Mojo Magazine, he said, quote, it's difficult to make the statement without sounding like I'm slagging Liam off, but he was always way more conservative in his tastes than I am, literally listens to the Beatles and John Lennon, and that's it. So that's obvious because you can hear the Beatles sound come off of Oasis for sure. But I thought it was interesting that he gave a heads up about potentially slagging off his brother, which he seems to do all the time. All the time. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I'm so over there back and forth and back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like, I uh, I don't know. Like, it's just... And again, I think I don't know, and I think we've had this discussion before. But is it worse than the media, Sharon? Like, is it worse when he talks to the press? Because is it really that bad in real life? Like, well, I, I think guess it's, they don't speak. I think it's because of the press. I don't think that they're seeking out uh, a microphone to say. And you know what else I think about my dumb brother? Yeah. I think they're always asked that stuff. So it's yeah. easy to ask a question that's going to generate uh, uh, clickbait. Clickbait, saucy remarks, you know. Oh, God, um, that sounds like a great punk band, Saucy Remarks. <laughs> Featuring lead vocalist Chipmunk. Adam, you're on. <laughs> Hello, I'm here. <laughs> sounds like a badass punk singer. Oh, my God. I really like that. Now I want a t-shirt that says Saucy Remarks. You're saucy Remarks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Um... Uh, I have. Are you done with the, them yet? No, you have well, more. Well, no, because the idea that um, if someone offered them a hundred million pounds to get back together, <laughs> Noel Gallagher says he'd do it. He said, but even with all that money, it wouldn't be the same. Uh, they talked about watching old footage of um, of their performance, and, and he said, it's actually quite emotional watching it. The amount of people pre-internet, no phones, nothing. The fans in the moment with the band. He says, I can see what all the fuss was about now. You're so close to it at the time. He couldn't perceive it like other people could, but uh, he said while listening to it, the live stuff, that Liam was at his absolute peak, and the band was too. Said he's, He said watching themselves was amazing. So it's neat. It's, sometimes it takes a lot of years to create that separation to be able to look back at and, and realize that all the stuff that you thought was great about yourself that you've been saying for 30 years is actually true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, They've never true. been without confidence about their own, uh, their own, you know, stature, what they released as a band. And it's true. They were great. Yeah. We've just never had a break from hearing about the, uh, How great the brotherly... Were garbage that they uh you know consistently get asked about but just for uh, the record 100 million pounds which equals 141 million for sorry yeah 141 million 450,000 US dollars and then if we you know translate that into Canadian dollars it's a kajillion yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bucket load it's many more zeros did, did you read uh, later on in the article at one point in the article when they were talking about the 100 million uh Liam or sorry Noel again slagged Liam and was like I think Liam actually believed that somebody would pay us this. And yeah. he's like, so he said again, like, hey, he's stupid. And he really thought this. So, well, Way it's to funny, go, too. It's interesting because he said if they, if someone did offer, they would do it. Yeah. Um, well, you'd be pretty stupid not to take $100 million. Yeah. Well, I think so, too. It's it's ridiculous, Sharon. You know, and I would take $100 million for uh, singing Oasis songs also. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case well, there was ever a question mark. I wonder if they'd pay for the saucy chipmunk to make his <laughs> rendition. Who's opening? Saucy remarks. We <laughs> gotta be me. there. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. Um, oh, before you uh, bounce over to your next uh, sujet, uh, we have an update, an important update oh, from my. last week. Um, or was it two weeks ago when we talked about the Kurt Cobain hair? Oh, I think it was gosh. two. Sh- I think it was two I shows ago. About that, yeah. So, Adam, you ready for this? I sent it to you, but I'm not sure if you saw it. So, um, they did sell the strands of Kurt Cobain's hair, and I think initially we thought it was going to be like two or three thousand dollars. So, it sold for fourteen thousand one hundred and forty-five. Holy moly! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my oh. goodness! Fourteen? Are we good with the fourteen thousand? I know we think it's creepy, but like fourteen thousand—is that more than you thought, Sharon? It was going to go for? I yeah, because I thought it was ridiculous that it was going for anything. I get it. I totally get it. I just can't. Was it I like actually a, thought it was going to go for more? Is it a person that got it, or like a? I didn't see in the. Uh, I guess so. I'm assuming. I didn't. It didn't say in the article that I saw. I just saw the the update that it had sold and the that it was for over fourteen thousand dollars. But I thought. It could have gone for twenty five at least. I, I just picture it in a Ziploc bag, you know. Yeah, yeah. I picture it as like you get it maybe in the Ziploc bag, but then you spring well, uh, for a Walmart frame with a glass <laughs> and you put it. But up. then you're you know the I mean? one that has to put it in the frame because you're not going to trust that to the frame shop. No, no. You know, no, that's when you put on those um, nice like meat packing gloves. I and, guess. Like, and go for it. And then you're but doing I, it, and then a breeze comes through the kitchen. <laughs> and then Kurt Cobain's hair is all over your salad, all of it. So it's just a mess. It's an expensive mess. Then you freeze dry the salad. Anyways. <laughs> you're welcome. Oh. Exactly. That's that's my big update. Well, I, I uh, appreciate your attention to that detail. That's all I have, Sharon. <laughs> Details. Yeah. Details. And saucy remarks. <laughs> um, well, here's the deal. Prodigy have been working on new music. It's in yep. tribute to their former bandmate uh, and the face of the band, Keith Flint, who died. It's already been over a couple of years now. It was that he died, I believe, the same day as uh, Luke Perry. I think they died on the same day or one day. I apart. think you're right. Because remember, it was like it's always in threes, right? As you and I discuss. Yep. And it was Luke Perry, Keith Flint, and I forget who the third was, but it was all in that. Uh, it was it? It was March of 2019. Yep. Yeah, March 4th. And I'm. And I'm pretty sure they they died. Or maybe it was Luke Perry March 3rd. But it was, I know, I feel it was like the same. Anyways, it was, the, the, because I remember, like, Keith's story kind of got buried, at least over in North America, because of Luke Perry's passing. Right. That's true. I've, maybe not the same in the UK, because, of course, Keith is from there. But Well, I, I did a little uh, digging, which we I don't think did at the time, but that he um, had died from hanging mm-hmm. and the unspecified amounts of cocaine, alcohol, and codeine in his system at the time. Yeah. Unspecified sometimes means not a lot. Yeah. Sometimes means a lot because it. the report from the police was that there was no evidence of third-party involvement. Okay, so that's positive mm-hmm. in a negative situation. Yeah. But then that the coroner reported that there was not enough evidence to rule that his death was a suicide. So there's oh, I didn't n- see that part. Okay. And I wonder if it's a typo because it doesn't it sort of counter. Yeah, because pretty quickly on, they said he had died of suicide. Like pretty quickly. Well, he was hanging. The, so the lack of yeah. a third party involvement means that nobody made him do it. And yet yeah. the coroner still didn't rule it as a suicide. And that's like, um, you know, when Michael Hutchins of In Excess passed away. Yep. Um, and I, I'm totally 
not confirming this because I don't remember the the details, but I remember reading an article at the time or a few months after he passed away. So again, this is not confirmed, people. I am just remembering what I, I, I saw. And it was something to the effect of, because I think, and maybe you can confirm this, Sharon, that he was inebriated in some capacity, Michael Hutchins, when he passed. I don't remember. Was I don't remember on? that either. But I feel I know that it was some sort of intoxication, like like he 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 had like uh, he 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 not he didn't hang himself, but like he ran out of air, right? Because it was mm-hmm. some sort of sexual thing they well, said. It was, yeah, the uh, the asphyxi- um, asphyxiation, the, right? Yeah. So, but I had read, and again, this is not confirmed, but at the time I had read something like that because he may or may not have been on some kind of substance that there's a thing in your brain that is kind of like your fail safe yeah. for like should I do this? Mm-hmm. And because, again, reading whatever I read at the time, that he was not of full capacity, that should I not do this might have not been working. Oh, got it. And then, so I don't know if this is what would have happened with Keith, where like if he was, because you said it was confirmed that there was alcohol and cocaine mm-hmm. and, and some kind of other medication in there, maybe that wasn't working for him either. You know what I mean? That's to possible, go that final yeah. step. They should fill those gaps in, though, when they include that information. I mean, ultimately, like everything we talk about, and I've said this a, a ton of times, it's none of our business. Um, but when they report the story, I think you got to give some context. Yeah, exactly. But That's I remember I being so sad when I found out about Keith Flint because I really like Prodigy. Like, yeah. they were such a banging group, yeah. you know? And I um, am, are you surprised they came back uh, to do this album? Because so many bands, like, will not come back if they lose like the lead singer or, or anybody in the band, but I, I, I'm actually fine with it. I feel like Keith would want them to do it. Well, it's such a creative outlet. Then they grope, they grope, they broke such uh, interesting ground at the time that you, I think he would want them to do it also. It's such, you can't quash that creativity. So yeah. uh, what I thought was really positive is the tweet that they sent out, um, which was, quote, new prodigy, new prodigy studio session beats are rolling. Hashtag the prodigy. Hashtag keep it raw. Hashtag we live for the beats. So I think it's in that third hashtag that the truth We love the lies. beats. Yeah. I live for the beats, too. Yeah. Um, and the Brits. More Brits, Kel. <laughs> <laughs> because there's another Brit band with new music, and it's the Pet Shop Boys. Oh, I love them. Totes. They have released uh, the pandemic version of West End Girls, which we know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they obviously did that in their own homes, and it was a fun experience. But they've now released a new song called Cricket Wife. <laughs> <laughs> just about 10 minutes long and obviously epic. Not just because of its length, uh, but because the... It's the Pet Shop Boys. They've also rescheduled some shows to 2022, which a lot of people have done. So it's really giving us something to look forward to mm-hmm. when it comes to live music and getting back to some kind of normal. Uh, we'll look forward to that. So I thought in honor of that news that we would do a top two from the Pet Shop yeah. Boys. Adam, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm going to go first with Domino Dancing. Nice. Ooh, nice. I love. And my favorite song has to be It's a Sin. Ah. And fun fact, Elton John and Years and Years just did a cover of the song It's a Sin. Uh, they released Ooh. it a few weeks ago. It's amazing. So go listen to it as well. Did you watch? This is the, the show I told you about, right? Because Ollie Alexander is the um, lead singer, or now he encompasses all of Years and Years. But he was in that that uh, that series that I told you. It was five or six episodes. And I forget if it was on Netflix or Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. The, it um, came out a few months what was it called? Halston? It's it's a sin. It's called. Oh, it's, it's a called sin. it's a sin. Okay, that's why he did it. Yeah, 
And so, did you watch it, Sharon? No. Like, it was about, yeah, like, really good. It's, so, it's, again, it's about, um, the in the UK, the AIDS scene in the early, or, like, late 80s, early 90s, like, how how the infection rate, like, just all that stuff, like, how it just went, you know, yeah. it, went, it, it increased, you know, tenfold. Yep. And Ollie Alexander ended up being, like, the lead character uh, in that thing. Okay. And he's great. And I've interviewed him before when he came uh, with the band years and years a few years ago. He's fantastic. And I was so proud to see him and Elton John perform at the Brits that song like, and the performance was crazy like it was so choreography and costumes it was amazing and when was that this this most recent Brits yeah like two weeks ago or whatever oh, it was okay cool yeah, yeah Brits so you can totally those words it. are always amazing yeah super good um, so I will go next and I will say Being Boring nice. uh, would be one of my tracks and then uh, Can You Forgive Her nice mm. solid uh, once again Adam and I are on the same page I'm picking It's a Sin yeah nice uh, and I cannot get enough of, even 35 years later, what have I done to deserve this? Oh, yeah. yeah. You put the Pet Shop Boys with Dusty Springfield, yeah. and you've got class with a side <laughs> order or more class. And oh my gosh, so good. Like, and it's, I remember kind of where I was in my life when the song came out. And I'm like, yes, this is something. And still now, it's on uh, a few of my playlists that I, when it pops in, I'm like, I'm not going to fast forward. I'm not going to skip to the next. Um, but fun fact, also with the Brits in mind, if you were to go back and search for, um, uh, what was the feature that they did on the Brits? It was like a Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, they stopped doing it. But Pet Shop Boys won the award. So a okay. bunch of different artists come out and perform their songs. So there's uh, Gaga did one, mm-hmm. performed, uh, and Brandon Flowers. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's on YouTube for sure. So you would just do Brit Awards, Patch Up Boys, and you'll find it. And it's so good. So good. It's like the icon or the idol or the, I don't remember. But like, (laughs) it's it's almost like they ran out of people to give it to. And that's why they pulled the feature. But it's so good. (laughs) Well, that's one reason to stop giving it away. Yeah, <laughs> we don't well, think the they, rest they, of you have anything to offer in this caliber, so we're stopping the award. <laughs> well, sometimes they don't. Yeah, like sometimes they skip over stuff for years if they don't feel there's an artist that deserves it uh, or has earned it. Like even with Pink getting the Icon Award at um, the the Billboard, I don't think they gave it away last year. Like it's been. Really? Yeah, and like I know Janet's won it. I think Mariah Carey's won it. Um like, I just don't think they do it every year. I think you really, they, you really good. need to have, because you need to really be like a life-changing artist to have yeah. like affected, like for sure Drake one day is going to get it. You know what I mean? Like Drake will get it uh, probably, I don't know, like he's for sure, he's a lock right now. I'm assuming Lady Gaga will get it at some point. Oh, for sure. You know, maybe Katy Perry, not sure, but maybe. Whoa. Just kidding. <laughs> well, I'm Whoa. a Katy cat, Sharon. I appreciate it. I'm just teasing you when I do that. Okay. I love Katie Cats. <laughs> you want and I love chipmunks. Hello, Adam. <laughs> okay, bye, ladies. It's time to go. Okay, let's. Okay, I'll go then. <laughs> you could deliver any level of uh, news, sad or bad, with that, yeah. Adam. Adam and I'd be like, okay, I accept it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bye, friends. All right. Well, thanks you guys for uh, finding us wherever you do. We appreciate it. Um, and if you want to share your top two again, Kelly's number is 514. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Thank you for listening to 90s Now. Still happening.